Welcome to Disability And, the Grey Eye and Disability Arts online monthly podcast, bringing together thoughtful discussion and debate. This month's topic is on disability and performing. Grey Eye's Associate Director, Nikki Miles Wilden, talks with actress Sarah Gordy. Welcome to this podcast. I'm Nikki Mars Weldon and I'm Associate Director here at Grey Eye Theatre Company. Today, here in the living room at Grey Eye, I am joined by the fantastic actor, the one and only Sarah Gordy. Hi Nikki, how are you? I'm good, are you well? I'm good. Um, now me and Sarah, we were reminiscing a little bit because we both work for Kazoom Theatre Company, uh, performing a show called Paper People. That's right. And it was about, we were two street vendors, weren't we, selling newspapers? Yeah. And we, out of the newspapers, we made different stories, such as, like, animals coming to life. And we were trying to think when that was. I think it must be about 2010, 2011. I think so, yeah. So that means we've known each other, what, nine years. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't time fly? Yeah. And I must say, Sarah, since meeting you then, it's been a real joy to see your career develop and um, watching it on social media, um, hearing the fantastic work that you've been doing. So it's great that you can join us here today to talk about that work. Yeah. So um, let's let's start then with um, you, you've, you've done a lot of TV work that you've been... I, I'd forgotten about the A word that you were in. I watched you on Upstairs, Downstairs. Brilliant work. Um, and also recently you've been in Jellyfish at the National Theatre. Um, what's been your journey into acting? How did you get into it? Well, it all started when I did storytelling with my mother and sister. What, what kind of storytelling did you do? Um, I think... I can't remember the books that my mum read. Because it was ages ago when I was a little girl. Mm. So... Yeah. And was it the way that your mum read the stories to you, that you, you really yeah. enjoyed it? Did I did really enjoy it, because her mother read fairy tales to me and my sister in bed. So it's like a family... Family tradition. Family tradition, yeah. yeah. Did you kind of act the characters out then as she was reading them? Or did she act them out for you? I... My, my brain was going a different part of the world. Mm-hmm. In what really? way? Because I, I love to play that, those characters. Oh, really? <laughs> if I had a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What would have been your favourite character to play in a fairy tale? Maybe a fantasy character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe someone that's evil. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could see you. Yeah. yeah. Evil character. Yeah. Brilliant. So you started with storytelling with your mum and your sister. And then what happened? Did you, like, go to any kind of um, drama school? Did you have any acting training? It was very slow at the start mm-hmm. when I was a kid. When I was not looking for a professional job, they found me. Really? What was that job then? What was your first professional job? My first big break was on television, was on peak practice. 
Peak practice. Well, I remember that one. That was the doctors in the peaks, wasn't it? Yeah. What was your role in that? I was um, playing a daughter and I was working in on-site Susan Brown. Okay. And how did you get that role? Did you have to audition? I had a, a audio audition mm-hmm. and I recorded my voice and I seemed to like my voice. And they were very interesting for me to be taking this part on, on peak practice. And did you enjoy that role on peak practice? I did, very much. It was great fun. It was lovely to work with Susan Brown. And from there, did you feel like, had you got the acting bug? Yeah, it really has done onto me, yeah. And what happened after that to then lead on to other work? I think that there's more work that I have done. Yeah. Did you get an agent after peak practice? Is that how you started getting more roles? Well, actually, it all started when I met Andy Hay, and he introduced me to Conway from Gelder. And I got onto their books, and they gave me a well and gave me more acting jobs, which is great at that time. Yeah, it's brilliant, and they're a big agent to be part of. Hmm. And who's Andy Hay? Andy Hay is a casting director. So that was your route in then, you kind of, um, it found you rather than you finding the career in mm. that way. Can we talk a little bit about Jellyfish? Yeah. Which has been your, um, your recent kind of acting uh, yeah. job, which started at the, the Bush Theatre. Yes. Um, and then transferred to, um, to the National Theatre. And it was written by Ben Weatherhill. Um, how did you get involved in the project? Well, Ben saw me in Crocodiles. He watched all my TV work. Ben wanted to write a story about learning disabilities. He then started on Jellyfish after he saw me. Oh, wow. So that was Crocodiles that you were in at the Royal Exchange Theatre in Manchester. So Ben saw you on that. And that kind of inspired him to, to write Jellyfish. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the story of Jellyfish? The story about Jellyfish is um, when Ben started to do Jellyfish, he, had a mass- he saw what the real world was like and it can be very cruel. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got to write Jellyfish about pe- people hurting other people things like that mm-hmm. and uh, and that's how he started to have a play with jellyfish and uh, and he bested on on real life and who's your character in jellyfish what's the name of your character my character was kelly mm-hmm. and what happens to kelly in jellyfish kelly was um she's um sometimes sensitive and doesn't get on with her mother because he really is eager to get her into trouble, get her into the police for murdering her baby, basically. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay, and what happens to Kelly? Does she uh, does she meet someone? She falls in love with a non-disabled man. Right. Yeah. And what happens to their relationship? Well, it's her... She loves Neil very much, and uh, and Neil loves her. It's based on a true story. Oh, is it? Wow. Is it your true story? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, meets Neil, they fall in love. Yeah. And do they go try and go away somewhere? Do they go to a hotel or something? I haven't seen it. No, but yeah. yeah. Well, basically, they do go on holiday, mm-hmm. but it's I can't take anything away because I'm not con- contracted to say mm-hmm. this, this storyline. But it was about adoption and okay. testing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And um, and what was it like going from the Bush Theatre, that's quite a small theatre, to them being on stage in the Dorfman at the National Theatre? Was it quite a big change? Yeah, it's a big change. Yeah, it's a big change. And uh, I love doing a role at the National Theatre. It was like a dream come true to me. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so lovely, helpful, and it was great. Mm, and the yeah. Dorfman's quite a nice theatre, isn't it, to, to perform in and be in? Yeah. Um, what was it like? Um, See, so on Jellyfish, you work closely with Ben, the writer. He's a non-disabled uh, writer. Um, was he open to listening to your thoughts and your your ideas? I, I don't speak that much really to him, but I was listening to him and my mother talk, and that was helpful. Mm-hmm. So and uh, and I feel like I was in the conversation. You were in the conversation. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. And so he kind of like took things on board yeah. that you came up with. Yeah, he really understood me, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, are you still friends with Ben? Do you think there's yeah, going to be Jellyfish 2? Uh, I don't know if, if there's going to be Jellyfish 2, but I know he'll be listening to this. So um, I don't know if he's coming back or not, but we see. So fingers crossed. And is, there, is the rumour right that it might be going to television? Are you allowed to say? No, I'm not really allowed to say. Okay. Uh, and knowing Ben, he doesn't want to say anything because it's bossy, mm-hmm. the, the story yeah. of it. So, um, yeah. And would you love to do Jellyfish again? I would love to do Jellyfish again. And I'm hoping if they give me a green light. Yeah, that would be great because I didn't get to see it and I want to see it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the TV work that you've done. We've mentioned Upstairs, Downstairs, The A Word, Holby City, Call the Midwife, Peak Practice. What's it been like working in television? It's fantastic because I can play many roles on television as I can do. So, um, because I have been known for my work and I did um, readings for theatre plays as well with some... New the theatre that I mentioned to you earlier, mm-hmm. the Newcastle Angelam. Yeah. I, I also did a reading for them mm-hmm. and I saw it and I saw Jellyfish when I was in it. And uh, another theatre who, who went to go and see Jellyfish saw me and uh, they wanted to do another reading for me for another theatre. Brilliant. So lots so. of theatre work rolling in from Jellyfish. Yeah. yeah. What was it like? Because um, I know Je- Jellyfish was new writing. Yeah. Was the script changing all the time? Well, yeah, we always um, discuss it with the director, Tim Hall and Ben, and uh, um, we would collaborate with the, um, the amount of words that comes into the script. So... Um, 
And that's why Ben has had to rejig the scripts mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And to kind of take into account um, not giving last minute changes. Well, we did have a last minute changes, yeah, yeah. last minute. But, uh, How was that? Was it, it, was it okay good. or stressful? No, 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 it wasn't stressful. It was okay with mm-hmm. me because uh, I did it before at the verse and it was fine and uh, and it was great. Because mm. I know sometimes for some actors, and for me as a director working on new writing, that there is always that feeling of, oh no, not another script change. And also even up to like kind of previews, writers are changing lines and things for people to say and I know sometimes that can feel quite stressful was it was it okay on jellyfish it was okay was it quite exciting yeah it was quite exciting yeah and it was a I love working with the team of jellyfish and great actors Hmm. and it was just fantastic because we had Nikki Priest who also did a supporting role in jellyfish yeah. And he was so funny and uh, and bright. What role did he so, play in Jellyfish? He was a, a friend to Raquel to Kelly. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, um, it's really helpful for him to get any more acting jobs. And he discussed it with me and my mum, and I totally understand where he stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And difficult in what way? Because he has a disability. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's not about the disability, mm-hmm. it's about the person. Mm-hmm. And do you think it is harder for disabled people to get acting roles? It is hard, and I know there's a, I'm aware of the barriers, but I'm determined to break those barriers. Yeah, I think we all are, aren't we? It's, it's that. How do you think that we can break those barriers? Is it about working with more people, having those collaborations like you had with Ben? Um, Working with, working with writers to get our stories centre stage. What what do you think it is? What How do you see yourself breaking down those barriers? I like to break the barriers because I work with the government, mm-hmm. of course, and um, disability government, and they're uh, uh, now aware that these barriers does exist and we need to do something and we have to act now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do, don't we? we? We have to make the change. Yeah and make more opportunities available to deaf and disabled actors, mm. directors, writers, creatives. And do you do that through part of your work with MenCap? Yes, uh, I do a lot of MenCap because I'm a celebrity ambassador for MenCap. What, what, kind of, well, what kind of things do you have to do as a, as a celebrity ambassador? Well, what I do is um, we did a video called... Um, Getting it right for Mencap. Yeah, so... So it's kind of spreading the word of Mencap and yeah, trying to make changes. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get messages out from Mencap saying that we, we need to change barriers, we need to um, get learning disability people into work, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And I love the title being a celebrity ambassador. Yeah. To me, I imagine you turning up in a flamboyant ball gown and having lots of brilliant dinners and lunches with loads of celebrities. Is that the case? Um, 
Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have the <laughs> I didn't have the experience of that. Uh, but I was nominated for my performance in Jellyfish. Oh, brilliant! And I met Mark Gattis there, who's a writer and an actor. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mark Gattis, as in League of Gentlemen. Yeah, League of Gentlemen. He does a lot of fun work with Dracula. Yeah. Yeah, with Steve Moffat. Mm-hmm. And would you love? To, I know you said you'd love to play like an evil character earlier. Yeah. Would you love to be in something that Mark Gattis has written and Stephen Moffat? Yeah, I would like that. Yeah? Yeah. What, yeah. Maybe is that something like a Dracula spin-off or...? Maybe if I want to be a, if I want to be a Dracula, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Come well, on, no. Mark Gattis. Yeah, come come on. on. Get him right the part for Sarah Gordy. Come on, do it. Um, so, we, so with television work... Um, you have done loads. I'm quite jealous that you did peak practice. I used to love the peak practice fleeces. Um, so that was upstairs, downstairs. What was that like? That was a kind of period drama to work on. Yeah, I haven't worked on period dramas before. Mm-hmm. But a newly writer, Heidi Thomas, who wrote Upstairs, Downstairs and Corner Midwife. And uh, she's a lovely lady. I love working with her. And uh, she's, she's great to mm-hmm. be with, you know. And uh, we read the story before before we start the actual filming. So, yeah. Yeah, and you get to understand your character and, and the storyline. Yeah, I understand the storyline because I research for the disability history and how they are treated in the 1930s was when Hitler got the firm grips on Britain and uh, Hitler's soldiers uh, determined to kill people of like, people like me and, and, and me. disabilities, yeah, and, and you as well. Yeah. And that to me was quite upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you, do you find it difficult then to um, distance that feeling to them being this character? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, doing all this research and you find out, wow, this is how, you know, people were treated. Mm. Then to then go and have to play a role at that time. Yeah. Is, it, is that difficult? Does it feel quite emotional? Well, when I started to, to search it, I feel like crying, mm. you know. But um, I'm lucky I wasn't born that year. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't get that bad again with the present government. Um, so that was upstairs. That what about with Call the Midwife? That was a really big storyline, wasn't it? It was. Tell yeah. us about that. What was the storyline yeah. for that one? Well, I did research the history back in the nineteen fifties, and uh, people like cars with learning disabilities lived in institutions and they're hard away. And um, it was great working on set of Call the Midwife, because. It's the same water again, Hardy Thomas, which is just fantastic. And uh, and then I get to meet Miranda Hart. Oh, Miranda! How was she? She was great, and we, we get on like a house on fire. Brilliant. We are, I always call her twin sister, and she calls me, hey, it's twin sister. Aww. So Nice, that's good. Yeah. Brilliant. And what was your storyline in Call the Midwife? She was um, she was pregnant at the time, and because um, 
doing all stuff in the 1950s was, um, it was a sin that having sex with another non-disability man was a sin as well. So, wow. yeah. So it is a big story. So then. it was a big story on. Mm. And the research for that, did that, did that feel quite emotional as well? Like being told yeah. it was a sin. Yeah, it was back in that history because yeah. my mum always told me about her history because she was born after the war and um, she always tells me what love was like back then in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she's a really good storyteller. Your mum? Yeah. Yeah, well she told you those stories when you were younger that got you into acting, so yeah. she must be an amazing storyteller. <laughs> yeah. What was love like then in the 50s? Well, I I wasn't born that year, so... Yeah, but um, what your mum said. But my mum said uh, that she didn't have that much to eat. Mm-hmm. Only she had, um, she had toast with biscuits bolognese on, and there's all she ate. And I guess it was Buffett's, um during those times in the 1950s. Yeah, it's tough times, wasn't it, mm-hmm. after the war? So which do you prefer? Would you say you prefer working in television or theatre? Both really, because I, I love to play a role, whatever I, whatever my acting job entails. Is there something different about, for theatre, is it that feeling of it being live? I love um, performing in a live audience. And, but on television, you only just... We do lunch really quick and then actually do it in 15 minutes. Wow. So you've got to be really on it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And is there something about television that you like uh, working with camera? I love, uh, I love doing, um, being on camera because I can see my eyes and see my soul. That's interesting, isn't it? The public like the characters that you're playing. And also you talk quite fondly of the writer for Call the Midwife and Upstairs Downstairs, also um, for Ben with Jellyfish. Um, so do you think it's, it's changing because writers are taking notice of different people's stories? Yes, actually, yes, it, it does. Because it, it, with writers like Ben, they see the opportunity to work with somebody that is different and and I, I find that really, really encouraging. Mm. Yeah. And that's how, you know, that, that, that feeling that it should be really, that stories for theatre or television or film need to be, uh, need to involve everyone. They need to be representative of society. Yeah. Do you think there's more training available for learning disabled actors? Actor training? Um, I don't know if that ever existed, but uh, I do know that it does exist now, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you've got like, access all areas. Yeah, you've got access all areas. We have crabbers as well. That helps learning disability actors to be on stage, on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also yourself, you know, you've kind of showing people that it is possible. Yeah. And also for somebody that like, you know got on peak practice without any training or anything and and then how your career has grown it's just been fantastic to watch yeah do you think um 
hopefully in the next five to ten years' time, we'll see a lot more learning disabled actors on our stages and our screens. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because in theatres, I'm aware there's, there's barriers in, in going to be on stage. There's some barriers as well. But I'm trying to break those as mm. well. So, so I just need to know what the barriers are, what the list of the barriers are in theatres, so I can actually do my work and try to get people to say, look at us as different, not the disability. Mm -hmm. So would you welcome people, maybe they could get in touch with you via us, um, if, if people are facing those barriers in theatre, that they could send, they, they could get in touch with us and we could put them in touch with you and yeah. you can have that conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah, would that yeah. be a good idea? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Okay. Because mm -hmm. there are theatre companies as well, like uh, Mind the Gap and Hijinks, aren't there, that do work with learning disabled actors. So hopefully yeah. we'll start to see a lot more actors on our, on our stages and our screens in the future. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. To see proper yeah. kind of deaf and disabled representation across the board. Yeah. And maybe we might also meet sort of... Um, disabled writers as well that yeah. start writing such you know yeah. successful series such as call the midwife anyway we've just been chatting here a little bit about drag syndrome were you part of drag syndrome then i was the start of drag syndrome oh really yes what was your character called did you have a character name i have yeah it was jessica rabbit wow what was what was that character like to play it was fantastic to play that because I don't have any bunny ears, thank God. <laughs> Brilliant. And tell us about drag syndrome. What what are drag syndrome for people that don't know? Drag syndrome is about um, getting all Down syndrome people to dress up as drag queens. Sometimes they can dress up as man. Yeah, drag kings. Drag kings. Yeah, and they're going to lots of gigs. They've been to Mexico already and doing the world tour with America as well and things like that. So, yeah. So it's really taking off, isn't it? It's really taking off, yeah. Do you wish you were still part of drag syndrome? Not really, no. Because <laughs> I've got other things that I should do. Yeah, I've got lots going on in my life. Yeah. And do you think drag syndrome is an important uh, project? Yeah, it is an important project to Daniel Face. Yeah, definitely. And who's Daniel? Daniel is the one who organised everything with Down syndrome, and basically he does radical beauty. Mhm. Mm and um, what's radical beauty? Radical beauty is um, getting lots of Down syndrome people to model. And have you done modelling? Yes, I have. Yeah, okay. I was the start of it. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Who did you model for? Was it all it, different companies? It was um, very high photographers from um, Falcatalia to, um, and then I went up to Elle magazine and I started to model with Elle. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. And do they have um, models all around the world? Yeah. Daniel goes around the world to find more models for radical beauty. These images are very important because we've got a book out already for these images and it's very important to show, that, to show it in public, to show 
everybody what they're capable of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and to break those barriers like we talked yeah. about before, isn't it? Yeah. And to show people what learning disabled people can do. Yeah. One final question. What would you like to be doing in five years' time? There's a lot of things I haven't done mm-hmm. that I want to do. What like are they? Force office. I've done force office before, but now I'd like to do some more force office. What about a musical? Uh, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my weakness. <laughs> you can lip sync. <laughs> yeah. Like they do on RuPaul. You can mime it. Well, I can, I can dance. There you go then. I can model, but I can't sing. But I can dub that over, it'd be fine. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you for taking the time and coming and talking to us today. It's been great to see you again and to catch up. Thank you. Visit greyeye.org and disabilityarts.online for details of productions, events, interviews, opinions, reviews and learning opportunities.